On this week's episode of What's Up ABQ, so you're looking to renovate your kitchen or bathroom. You probably think it's less expensive to go to the big chains for your cabinets, right? People always think that we're going to be more expensive than a big box. Mm -hmm. If you price things apples to apples over what we're offering and what you're going to get if you get the same features in a big box, we're very close, if not sometimes less expensive. Come with Ryan and Lindsay to meet a local designer and woodworker who can help you with your remodel from start to finish. You can get exactly what you want, without settling for what's pre-made on the shelf at that Orange Depot store. It's What's Up, ABQ. What's up, Albuquerque? This is Lindsay. And this is Ryan. And this is Season 2 of What's Up, ABQ. What's up, Albuquerque? This is Lindsay. And this is Ryan. And welcome to another episode of What's Up ABQ. Today we have... Mark Cohen with Mark Cohen Designs. I want to ask you, first of all, to kind of talk about your philosophy and and how you got started. I'm looking around and I know people on the podcast can't see what I'm seeing. However, they can if they go to the website. Or stop by. Or stop by. Absolutely. Because it's a gallery. You can come in and actually look for yourself. You don't have to take my word for it. I am looking at some beautiful cabinets. They are custom designed. They are incredible. And I I can't even really describe in words what I'm seeing. It's it's gorgeous. It's bright. And you were telling me about the process before we started recording. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes. Uh, this particular line, uh, they can print any image you could imagine on a slab door. So it's pretty unlimited, the possibilities of the things that you could do. This is uh, pretty bold. Uh, people come in and they're like, wow, <laughs> but it's too much for my house. I go, I, I, I understand that. that. We can do whatever works for you. We can print a picture of your grandkids on there if you want. So it's kind of a really neat um, feature we have that nobody else in town really is doing. It's beautiful. So how did you get started in this industry? What what kind of inspired you to get going well, on this? See, uh, I was a woodworker for 25 years, built custom furniture, did the whole craft show circuit for years and years and years and years and years. <laughs> and one day I realized, I think I'm done. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> And I fell into this kitchen design thing accidentally. A friend of mine owned a company, and he said, why don't you try this? And I thought, ugh, I don't think so. <laughs> I had built cabinets in my career, and building cabinets was really not something that interested me. But what I realized, uh, what I loved about my woodworking business was it's the design and the schmooze that is so much fun. Getting to meet people and talk to them about what they want to do and kind of advise them and together try and figure something out. That's the fun thing. And so I tried this kitchen thing for a couple months uh, with them. And um, he just said, come in and try it. And I did. And uh, after I had sold three kitchens, he said, maybe you ought to fill out a W-2 form. <laughs> Maybe this is for you. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I'm looking around in the studio and I'm seeing all of these creative components. And I think that what you're saying is maybe that there's some art involved. Absolutely. Um, and you can tell. I mean, just looking, yeah. there's so many variations of what I'm seeing. Yeah. Color and, and texture and hue is great. Shape and detail. I know I'm looking at all the poles and the handles and, the, and I, things that I never would have even thought about. But now that I'm sitting here looking at it, I'm like, oh, this could be a lot of fun. <laughs> 
And it can make you crazy because there's so many, so many options of things to pick. Um, I always like to, I like to design a kitchen uh, so that it functions and it does everything that you want to do. I always tell people, don't worry about the door style or the finish or anything at this point. Let's just concentrate on making this do what you want it to do. Once we've done that, then we can start looking at doors and styles and finishes and there's so many components that have to work together. Uh, you can't have everything you love because they rarely all work together. <laughs> so I like to kind of leave the, the cabinets open. Then we start looking at materials, um, countertops, flooring, paint, backsplash tile, all those things. Uh, and something is going to grab a client and they're going to go, oh, my God, I love this. I have to have this. Right. I go, fantastic. That looks terrible with the cabinets we originally picked. <laughs> but I can change that with a, you know, a click of the computer. Right. And so once we say maybe it's the countertop that's driving the design, then I've rearranged the, the finishes on the cabinets, make that work. From there, we look at what we can do on the floor the backsplash and ultimately it all kind of comes together and that's what's fun is the you know the back and forth with people about you know what is what are we going to do what, what do you have to have and you know I have sometimes I have challenges and that I have to you know tell people no <laughs> right. Sorry, and, I, that and, and I try to be gentle but uh, you know I do what I have to do so how would you describe your creative process well I think uh Walking into the house is the first thing I have to do. I go in and I don't know, I sort of have this maybe sixth sense. I just kind of walk in and almost immediately know what needs to happen. Whether they're willing to go there or not is an issue, sure. but uh, I know almost immediately. And so that's where it all starts. I do my measurements. We talk about what they'd like to have. Uh, are we going to blow out some walls? Are we going to rearrange the kitchen completely and move the sink over here and put the put the range over there? I like to talk about the you know the perfect world option of what they'd really love to have. And then my favorite, absolute favorite part of the whole business is coming home back to the showroom after that initial meeting and putting the floor plan into the computer and then that's when I get to play mm. and I'm that's when I'm in the zone I'm lost I absolutely love it I uh, sit there on the computer and I have this amazing program you put in some cabinets you throw up an elevation you look at it and you go that's mm, eh, not really working go back down move some cabinets around and throw up another elevation it's like ooh, this has got potential and that's kind of that's the absolutely the most fun part of what I do, and usually I will do up two or three designs because I can't stop. <laughs> but I feel like that's that's a great thing for the client too because it's like they get to see all those different what ifs or possibilities or you know so it's fun for everybody. Here's an option that is what you kind of said you wanted. Right. Here's an option that what I think you should do. And then we kind of... Here's one that's maybe for fun, but you can look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what's nice. And then we have them come out for a meeting after we've done this initial design. And then we talk about all the options. I've, I've you know, we picked a door style. We picked a finish at this point. And I, I can give them a price. Uh, I think that was the biggest challenge I had beginning in the industry was everybody wants to know what, a, what give me a ballpark price. 
I go, uh, every time, every time I ever gave a ballpark price, I kind of shot myself in the foot sure. because people only, they always remember that first number and you may have changed a million things, added two or three more rooms. And, you know, you may have said 12,000 and now it's, you know, 28,000 and they go, well, so, so that's why we do this. It's, uh, it's called kitchen interventions where we come out and I love that term, yeah, by too. the way, we were looking at the website and I was like, I feel like this is a very appropriate term for quite a few kitchens that I tell me that there's a big banner and there's a bunch of their friends and family, you know, I know when I first started using that, I thought we'll all dress in lab coats. Right. <laughs> we are all here because your kitchen needs help. I couldn't get the rest of my staff to go with me on that Aww. one. <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> so do you have a favorite project that you've completed? Like um, as far as maybe doing like a historic or older home or a more modern home, what is your, what's your preference? What's your favorite to oh, do? Um, you know, I think my preference is whatever comes down the road because they're so every, that's why I'm still doing this. I've been doing this for gosh, like 15, 16 years now. And what's so much fun about it is every job is so unique Mm -hmm. and it's a challenge to make, you know, whatever that particular job work. And so I don't know that I have any absolute favorites, although there is one that I did that uh, we initially, you know, designed it in the space that they had and it looked fun. It was kind of a replacement of what they had. Not a lot of, you know, creativity. And they were happy with that. And then I went to a lecture. Uh, The guy's name is Cheng. He is the guy who invented concrete countertops out, out in California. And he's, you know, very, very renowned for the stuff that he does. And he came and gave a little presentation and he just inspired me to think outside the box, be a little different. Don't just do what people expect. And so I went back and I just totally blew my design out, changed everything and uh, presented it to them with this giant island in the middle of the kitchen and combining the kitchen with this little breakfast area. And they loved it and they let me do it. Yay. Yay, I know. Isn't that nice when people respect your creative process and they actually trust you? (laughs) When it comes to what you do here, what do you feel really drives your passion? Oh, I think it's, you know, helping people, you know, create a space. Everything we do is remodel. And so people have been living with whatever they're living with for a long time, usually, and they really want change, then they don't necessarily know what they want. And what drives me is getting in there and helping them figure out how to, how to make this the most wonderful space that they can, they can do. Uh, that's sort of what drives us. Now, is Albuquerque and Santa Fe and, and, and New Mexico as a whole, is, is there something that makes it unique as far as doing business here? Or is there maybe a trend you've noticed as far as what people want or request? Oh, I would have to say the only trend is it takes 10 years for something to get here. (laughs) That's true. And so uh, usually whatever is cutting edge is too much for right now. And, you know, five, five, 10 years later, it's fine. Like gray. Gray has been hot for probably five, six years. And all of a sudden now people are going, oh, I want it. I love it. (laughs) You're going. And I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) 
Do you think that Albuquerque is ready as, as a collective to maybe embrace more cutting edge things if they have the option? Or do you think it's more of a cultural thing where we have to kind of wait until it catches up to us? Uh, I kind of think Albuquerque has to wait till it catches up. <laughs> I'm a native. Okay. okay yeah, see, and, that's, and that's one of those things I'm always wondering. Is it, is it that we are just so used to waiting and we're just slow moving? Or, or is it just that as a wave, these things just don't get here? Yeah, I think it's the, it, we're slow to respond. Uh, we eventually do, and it's great. Uh, and, you know, things have, ch- have been changing. Things are much more contemporary now. The old world Tuscan kitchens are gone. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're so ugly. And um, <laughs> it was, you know, it has place, and it yeah. was in those big, huge, uh, kind of hideous uh, Scottsdale like houses. Uh, the, the, the architecture uh, housing has changed. And because everything that I do is remodel, I'm always driven by, you know, what's appropriate for the house. But people are just always a little cautious. And I think that's why we're successful is that, you know, I'm kind of every man showroom. Mm-hmm. I'm not some fancy, oh, my God, I can't afford this kind of showroom. You walk in here, you, no, don't, you, don't, you don't feel intimidated. Right. It, it's not like, oh, my goodness. No, it's a um, very welcoming space. It's very clean. It's very bright, which I like. The lighting is it's there open. There wasn't a bouncer at the door. We, we got in okay. <laughs> right. Yes, we are all right. And there's not those big obnoxious price tags on everything that oh, you yeah. see in, in, other, in those showrooms that are like, yeah. it's, it's overwhelming, I think, with your sensory input. There's just too much happening. This is very nice and pleasant, and it's like you want to you want to sit here and spend time here. It's not it's not overwhelming or gaudy. So that's, I can definitely compliment you on that. It's wonderful. Have you seen certain styles that people in town tend to gravitate towards? Absolutely. That wide shaker is incredibly popular right now. Uh, people love it. It's clean. It's simple. It's a little bit different than a normal shaker. And actually, that particular, that's quarter sawn oak. And that, uh, I don't know if it's just that people buy what they see. And I tend to put in the showroom what I like. And so well. <laughs> <laughs> so I lead, pe- I lead people in a direction that works for me, and I hope right. it works for them. But that's really been popular. And then this other new uh, uh, cabinet is a, it's actually a resin door. So it's incredibly durable, really easy to maintain. It's nicer than paint in terms of you can repair it. And... Um, it's really taking off. So let's say somebody comes in here, they are in that part of the process where they're like, you know, I would like to make some changes. My house is outdated. It's in the Heights. It's, you know, built in 1985. I'm just speaking from experience here. Um, I and, can help you. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right. I, know, I know a few people that might need your help. What does the process look like when somebody walks in here from start to finish? What can they expect? Well, typically they, they uh, wander in. I think one of the smartest things I ever did when I started my business was move in here in this space right next to Cost Plus World Market. When you said that, I was like, I know exactly where that is. And so you can build shelving and then they can go buy all their little well, just the accent pieces that, next door. You know, there's a ton of traffic going into that store. And uh, they walk right by me every day. Right. And uh, they may not notice me until they, they never notice me until they need me. They go, are, are you new? Nope. I go, no, I've been here for 10 years. I've been seeing you walk by every week. <laughs> but what's so nice is a lot of times people just wander in sort of killing time, which right. I was nervous about it in the beginning when I moved into like a, like a strip mall kind of a situation. They, you know, they just kind of come in and we just visit. You yeah. know, there's, we don't have any high pressure. Right. We don't talk about particularly, you know, this particular line. We just, you know, kind of talk about what you think you're doing, you know, what brought you in. Yeah. Absolutely. And from there, if, you know, if we, you know, develop a little bit of a rapport, 
poor, then we set up a um, an intervention and go out to the to the house and measure and and that's kind of how it all starts. But it all really you know in the beginning it's just visiting. A lot of times people come in they think that they're going to be able to find sinks or showers and yeah. it's like no 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 we do cabinets and countertops, but I have cards for everybody. Right. So it's really important that we you know help you any way we can when you come in, and that usually in time, you know, helps us because we treated them well Mm -hmm. and they come back when they actually do need what we do. So that's kind of nice. You mentioned before some of the more, for us, cutting edge styles that are taking it, we're we're slowly adjusting to them. Um, What are some styles that you're excited for that are coming Mm -hmm. that you know that are just around the corner and we'll get there? Well, certainly uh, this resin is going to be huge and people are um, really kind of looking at cleaner designs we're not doing hardly any molding anymore so it's very very clean simple which is kind of nice mm-hmm. uh, and that helps keep the cost down too because we don't have all of these all of this trim to install uh, that and then this acrylic door which is a really nice high gloss material that's uh, I think going to be coming on in time here in Albuquerque but I really like that little unit yeah, in the yeah, there yeah. that's like yeah it's yeah. very modern it's very sleek that's my little Jetsons I love it. So, okay. So I had a quick question about Albuquerque as a market. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you want people to know here specifically about what you do or like a trade secret or something that you wish people knew walking in the door? Hmm. I don't know that there's any trade secrets. I just want people to know that I think the the thing that I find the hardest to deal with is that people always think that we're going to be more expensive than a big box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they just naturally assume that. And it's not particularly true. True. If you price things apples to apples over what we're offering and what you're going to get if you get the same features in a big box, we're very close, if not sometimes less expensive. That's the hardest thing I've had to kind of, you know, get over with people is to give us a chance. They, you know, they're, they don't really know what they, what they want. And, you know, I, we are sort of handholders. And so we don't just sell you a bunch of cabinets and see you. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that worked for our business is that we do uh, a lot of work with people and they, they come back. You know, it's not a one-time deal. You think, oh, you're, you remodeled your kitchen, you're done. Right. But, you know, two or three years later, you want to do your bathroom. Mm-hmm. Or you want to add an entertainment center. I always tell people that I don't need to have all of your money right now. I can get it over time. Right. I want to be, I want you to be happy with what we do. And I want you to come back to me for whatever project you have and you sell your house and you buy a new house and you need a kitchen, you know who to come to. Let's say you walk into a home, right? Mm-hmm. The owner says you have free reign to do whatever you want to do. Like, and I know in a perfect world, right? But you walk into a home, they give you free reign. What are some essential features that you think every kitchen should have? Hmm. I think it should have phenomenal storage. I'm all about function first, and then I want it to look pretty. <laughs> And so that's my goal, and I and we have that conversation. How do you use your kitchen? You know, is it one person in there cooking all the time? Are there two people? You, you know, do you do group stuff that you know you have to have lots of room for everybody to move around? One of the things I've realized early on is that no matter what you do, to create a space in your house where people will go and and enjoy themselves while you're preparing food, they all end up in the kitchen. 
you can't keep people out of the kitchen. Sure. So <laughs> I often try and make it so that your guests are in there with you, but not in your face, in your space. Mm-hmm. So that's where islands and, and uh, bars come in. You can have them there. Everybody can be communicating with each other. You're not you're not trapped in the kitchen by yourself while everybody's having fun somewhere else in the house. They can be involved without being in your way. So those are some of the things that I really kind of I, I want to do. I want to know how you how you function in your kitchen, what you what you plan to do, and how you, you know, do you bake a lot? Do you want a place where you can actually have all of those baking materials right there, right next to the you know, the ovens? Do you want to have a lower counter so you can roll out pie dough? You know, all little things that you don't think about necessarily when you're kind of wanting to redo the kitchen, but once people start asking you questions, you start thinking, oh. I didn't. I hadn't thought about that. You know, it's interesting because the kitchen it really is like the center of a home, and Absolutely. it's and it's one of those places, like you said, you can't keep people out of it. And I think, like you had mentioned, you you don't think about all these little things that make your kitchen a personal thing for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe until you're already doing that, or you're or you're like baking a pie, and you're going, oh, it would be really helpful if I had A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's interesting to think about that because I feel like that is like a personal design concept, which. I, I know that a lot of people don't even consider that when they're shopping because their mind is so set on, I want it to look a certain way and I want to have the end game look like this, but they don't think about those little nuances that make it personal to them. You know, in their, in their old kitchen, they're so used to functioning how they had to because that was their only option. Right. Yeah. And they think that's all they can ever do again. You have choices. Yes. <laughs> well, no, I, I totally get that because, you know, we, we moved a couple months ago from Missouri to New Mexico ago and I still find myself like muscle memory like moving around the old kitchen absolutely yeah I've done that a lot I will rearrange the kitchen on somebody and for the for like a month or so they're standing in front of the refrigerator which was where the microwave used to be and they're confused yeah <laughs> you know it's funny I I've lived in I've lived in older houses and I've lived in newer houses and I really feel like the way you can look at the way a kitchen's designed to see kind of a snapshot of life when that was built I used to live in a house off of Marble and 7th downtown, really old, kind of farm-style house, wood floors, beautiful. Um, But the kitchen was just this big square. You could tell it was where probably the female of the home went and made all the meals. And like you were saying, you know, everyone else was somewhere else. But it was very much set up to be a one-person kitchen with a, there's a spice rack built into the wall, you know. But it was just so interesting because people would still congregate there. Um, but at the time, it was literally, you could tell culturally that it was made for this right. one person no, of the family. was in there, but right. whoever was cooking. No one but mom yeah. there, There's a door on the kitchen, and <laughs> yeah. no one Two comes doors. in there. One here, one yeah. here. And, yeah. Then, and, yeah. Yeah. and it was just so interesting, because I thought, oh, so this was definitely built to accommodate that lifestyle at the time. Which now, you know, we have friends that have open concept kitchens, and it's, you've got the big counter space, and the living room's right here, and you can cook and see the kids, and, you know. And that's what's fun about those little houses that were that way. Yeah. How can we make that function better now and that's where you know maybe blowing a wall out or opening it up to you know another room really can make a difference and you know I just met with a woman today who lives in the country club and you know this kitchen is this big and there's nothing we can do about it and we also have you know budgets right so how do you make it functional the conversation kept coming back to you know I I'm frugal (laughs) and I said I know that and I'm doing the best I can for you in your budget to give you what you want and it's been fun and that's that's again 
challenging, but that's what you know is the fun part. So one of the fun parts of the business is I, I get where you're coming from, and I am going to do my best to make this work in your budget. Well, we are at about our halfway point, so we will take a quick break, and we will be right back. This episode of What's Up ABQ is sponsored by Mark Cone Designs. If it's time for a new kitchen or bathroom, Mark Cone Designs offers free design consultation in their showroom at 3301 Manal. From new countertops, media and entertainment centers, laundry storage and cabinetry, to consultation about a top-to-bottom renovation of your home, Mark Cone Designs will take your dreams from wishes to completion. You'll get advice from their design experts, plus detailed floor plans and 3D renderings of your new space before you commit. Imagine how you new kitchen's efficiency, flow, and beauty will look in your home's current footprint. Drop by and let Mark's team of interior designers and woodworking experts design a comfortable, stylish, and functional space in your home. Mark Cone Designs, 3301 Manal Boulevard, next to Cost Plus World Market in the American Square Shopping Center. Visit them online at marccondesigns.com or book your free consultation at 837-8888. Mark Cone Designs is What's Up ABQ. And we're back. And uh, we'll have you uh, reintroduce yourself. Maybe someone, finger slipped on the podcast style, and they're coming in halfway through. Uh, I'm Mark Cohen with Mark Cohen Designs, the Kitchen and Bath Studio. And where are you located, just so that people can find you? We're at 3301 Manal Boulevard Northeast, uh, right next door to Cost Plus World Market. So somebody coming in here, um, we had kind of mentioned earlier, you can walk in. It's like a gallery studio. There's a lot of options here. What can they expect? What can they expect when they come in? What can they expect when they are trying to choose a design? And how can you help them maybe in that first visit? Uh, I think what they can expect when they come in is to see lots of options mm-hmm. uh, of different styles, different woods, different finishes. Uh, none of them may be appropriate for them. But I want them to see that we do lots of different kinds of, of styles uh, and finishes. Uh, a lot of times people will come in and they go, do you have a vanity? And we don't, do any, we don't have anything in stock. Everything we do is made to order. And so I explain to them, you know, anything you see here, we can develop into a bathroom or we can, you know, develop your kitchen uh, based on something that you see. So I think what I want them to see when they come, come in is to know that there's options and that we can do anything you can think of kind of once we've had that conversation and we started talking about, oh, I, I, I get it. I know, you know, kind of where you are and what you want. And I'm going to kind of work from there and see if, and that's the other thing is I, I, I may do something and I present and they go, well, that's not what I was talking about. I go, well, gee, I guess, I guess, tell me now that you've seen, now that you've seen this, what is it you were, you know, did I, did, did, did I not get? You know, that's kind of funny. I, I heard uh, the story, I don't know if it's true, but, uh, so the, uh, the original animators over at Disney, uh, they kept getting their, their, their original designs thrown back by the editors. So what they start doing is they would leave arm hair on all the characters, whether it was female, male, whatever, they'd add arm 
hair. Okay. And so they're like, oh, it's just you need to get rid of that arm hair. And it's like, okay, because everything else is good, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Make a big giant flaw that they can get rid of. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> everything else is Yeah. I'm going to put arm hair on my cabinets. There you go. <laughs> so you, you said you're a New Mexico native. Mm-hmm. You've been here your entire life. I have. I did so, go away for college and okay. was gone for about 10 years, but okay. it, it, you know, it sort of um, drug me back. So, so why New Mexico? Why here? Why come back? Well, because, you know, the, it's just a, it is an amazing place to live. You know, the weather, I think the sky, the sun, uh, all those things are amazing. And it's so, it really is easy to live here, easy to get around. You know, we complain that it took 20 minutes to get across town. And it's, Not it's two like, hours in traffic, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Not bad. And, and I think the sun, sunshine is the thing. The sky and the sun. Do you, do you kind of feel like we are um, an undiscovered gem at this absolutely, point? Absolutely. I have, you know, I have been waiting for Albuquerque to boom all my life. I talk about it all the time. Uh, and it's sort of a double-edged sword. I'd like it to be more interesting, uh, maybe culturally. Uh, but I don't want, you know, necessarily to be discovered and ruined. Right. You don't want to be L.A., guys. Yeah. Or Denver. Or Denver. Look at Denver, Austin, yeah, uh, Phoenix. Yeah. You know, they're, they're just insane. They're very cool places. Yeah. Uh, and this is a very cool place. It's, it is definitely, uh, uh, you know, a, 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 a little hidden gem. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. So what I want to know, we've been talking about cabinets and design, uh, kitchens, um, what kind of design do you have in your kitchen? Well, actually, I just did my kitchen uh, about, it's been about three years now. And I have this walnut cabinet, a, a little different door style. But uh, that was another fun thing. that We moved into this house, and it had a little galley kitchen. And uh, we knew that that had to go. But, of course, I did a million other things in the house before that because we knew the kitchen was going to be really expensive, even for me. <laughs> And so when we finally got around to doing the kitchen, I had designed it seven times since we moved in. It was about five years from the time we bought the house till we did the kitchen. And I ended up blowing out a wall between the kitchen and the family room and opening it up amazingly and building this giant island down the middle. And that is where everything happens is on this island. And I absolutely love it. Uh, I did get a healthy dose of the hell I put people through. Uh, yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> this is harder than I thought. And of course, it took longer. Naturally, took longer than we expected, and we were living in the dining room for about two months. We were fortunate in that the gas line to the stove was in the garage wall, so we just turned the gas line around and put the stove in the garage, and we had a we had a we could cook, and we had a big laundry sink in the garage, so we could function. Yeah, yeah. But you get real tired of having everything in your world in the dining room. Because yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were tearing up the, the family room and the kitchen at the same time, so there was no escape. <laughs> there was no escape. But it's all done, and it, it is really amazing. I so love do you feel this like you got your dream kitchen? I do, okay. I do, yeah. See, yeah. How, how cool is that that you can say, like, oh, you know, I decided what I wanted, and I just made it happen, no big deal. I love that. And I'll get people all, a lot of time who have just bought a house, and they, oh, we want to do this right now. And I go... Oh, 
I think you should live in it for a little while and really experience the house. I just did a job with a, a couple down in the South Valley that bought this really wonderful, fabulous old, what we thought was adobe. It's actually Taroni, which is, you know, th these are blocks that are cut right from the Bosque. Oh, they're, wow. they're bigger than adobe and they're, you know, they're not cast. They're just cut out and used. And we were originally just going to do their, their, what was existing, which I did and it was okay. And when the first meeting I said, Ooh, could I have that little back sunroom area? And they said, oh, no, no, we want that mudroom because we want to have all that for, you know, gardening and stuff. And I said, mm, okay, I understand that. And they had been living, they had lived in the house for two or three months before we got close to ordering. And I called them one day and they said, you know, Mark, we think maybe we were going to let you have that other room. And I said, yes. <laughs> I'll be right there. <laughs> Hold the phone. <laughs> and I redesigned it. And it, it, it's phenomenal space. Again, it has this huge island, and it's just open and amazing, and they're thrilled to death. They love it. Uh, it was a little challenging for the contractor, and that's one of the things I like to do is design something, and then I go, can we do this to, to the contractor? And, and most of the time they can, but it was some surprises when we blow, tore out this wall. We, that's when we discovered it was Tironi. And... Um, there were some real interesting building concepts back then. He showed me there's a big, like a four inch steel irrigation pipe that they used as a header okay. uh, above this doorway. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess this was handy. And it was, <laughs> and so those little things you find are kind of fun and interesting. So is there, is there something in, in particular that in these older homes you find that you're going, huh, what do I do with this? Oh, all the time. <laughs> what is this? You find all kinds of bizarre stuff. Like in our house, uh, the wall between the the, uh, the kitchen and the family room had originally been a wet bar and a closet. And it had been remodeled at some point into this really hideous sort of built-in <laughs> entertainment center. You know, the speakers yeah. up there with the cloth on it. Oh, yeah. I almost didn't buy the house. We're going through the house, and I saw this thing, and I said, oh, my God, I can't Visually live with this. Visually and hideously <laughs> Why would anybody think this is a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> and so when we started doing the kitchen renovation, uh, they tore that entertainment center out and found, oh, two or three live wires that they had just spread them. Uh, they hadn't put any caps on them or, you know, killed them. They were just there behind this wall for God knows how many years. So those are some interesting things. And you never know with remodel what you're going to find. And you just have to prepare people for, you know, the, there might be some setbacks, there might guys. Be some weird stuff going on. We'll deal with whatever comes down the road. Are there certain contractors in town that you like to work with? Oh, absolutely. I have a really uh, wonderful group of contractors that I work with that um, we work incredibly well together because we've done a lot of things together. And, you know, I don't mark their jobs up. You know, they we contract we had them contract separately from us with the client i don't mark them up they don't mark me up so people get a little bit better deal and uh things just flow really smoothly with these guys i've worked with you know who i work with whoever if you've got your own contractor then i will make sure we can work with yours but um i really kind of like to have my guys come in and I will introduce you to several and you guys, whoever, you know, it's your decision who you want to work with because it's a marriage. 
You know, you need to really be comfortable with whoever is in your house for for, your for, for six weeks. Yeah. Yes, I have I have wonderful contractors. Well, that's good. I have incredible installers too. Yeah. The inst- installation is huge, and my installers make me look good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, they can install my fabulous cabinets. They can install my budget cabinets. It still looks amazing, and so I'm very fortunate that, uh, that I have great contractors and great installers. So we have a big important question to ask. Yes. Okay. <laughs> red or green? Uh, I'm red most of the time. It's because you're a native New Mexican. I feel like that's what we've seen. I, I, it seems to be a trend. Yeah, I, I think prefer natives red. prefer yeah. red. Mm-hmm. So far. So, do you have a place that you find is your go-to spot for a good red chili? Anything? Let's see. I like Padillas right over here. Uh, Cocina Azul. That's kind of I, I. We go there a lot. Those are probably my. Those are probably my two favorites. And it's real tricky with red chili. You got to find a place that doesn't burn it. <laughs> the eternal quest. Yeah. <laughs> the eternal quest for red chili. It has to taste good. It can't be bitter. And do you have a favorite place for coffee? Is my other question. Because I'm a coffee person. I have to ask these questions. I don't know why, but it comes up every time. Uh, finding a coffee place in town that isn't, uh, you know, a chain yeah. or extra funky <laughs> is a challenge. I kind of like um, Little Bear. They're relatively new. Mm-hmm. And it, it just feels good in there. And then uh, Humble over on Lomas. I will maintain that Humble makes probably the best vanilla latte in town that I've had so far. Those could be fighting words, but no, know. I I, I have I have tried to be fair and accurate with my with my comparisons, and they have won out every time. So. Right. What I like about them is they're kind of a little bit community oriented. Mm-hmm. You know, they have that little craft show. Mm-hmm. That is so much fun. Oh, it m- reminds me of my old days. <laughs> I sort of missed those days when I was setting up a booth in the in the in the parking lot, hoping <laughs> to God I could make a living. Right, and I always feel I have an affinity for those people. I try and support them when I go. I'm going I'm to buy something. I feel like that's kind of the 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 overall tone that we keep running into here on the podcast is. People in New Mexico that are locals are really, really good at going out and seeking out those other local vendors and artisans and businesses because we want to see New Mexico thrive. We want to see our local community thrive. It's important. Mm -hmm. And so it's really nice to kind of have that reiterated because I know that there's a lot of times where we talk about the, well, maybe not we, but the news talks about negative things that happen in New Mexico. It's very easy to find the negative, but it is oftentimes a lot harder to seek out the positive and then support it. And so it's really nice to hear when people talk about local love and, you know, I do this because it's local and I support these people because I know they're trying to make a living. This is great. This is kind of what the podcast is about. We want to support people that are local and doing business here. So what are some things you wish people when they come in would ask you? Well, I think I would like them to ask me for help, (laughs) you know. Uh, I think I want them to know that we are here, you know, not to just sell you something. We're here to listen and figure out what it is that you actually are looking for. And we want to help you make that happen. For people maybe who are interested in uh, design, cabinetry, um, maybe they're new, maybe they're somewhere, you know, in the middle of their their creative entrepreneur journey. Um, what's some advice that you'd, you'd, you'd give them? As far as if they were opening a business or... Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just be 
honest and helpful, I guess. Don't be hardcore, you know, high pressure. First thing out of your mouth is, you know, features. <laughs> Uh, features are nice, but that's down the road after you've developed a rapport with somebody and you kind of know what they're, what they're doing. So those are the things I'd tell people if they were starting a business. Is, and do you have a certain philosophy that you personally like to work under here? I'd have to say it is, what can I do for you? That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, that's good. I like that a lot. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share for people listening? Oh, I think uh, I've covered everything that I can think of. And where can they find you, and uh, what is your website in case they want to go check it out? They can find me here uh, at 3301 Manal, right next to Cost Plus World Market. Uh, My website is markcoindesigns.com. Great. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to sit with us and and explain some things and show us around. This is wonderful. Hey, Albuquerque, and thanks for listening to What's Up ABQ, Albuquerque's very own podcast. Every week, Ryan and Lindsay talk to the people who add unique flavor and make a positive impact to our fair city. We help point you to the places you need to see, visit, or patronize, and to do this costs some time and resources. So, without sounding too needy, could you help us out by pitching some funds our way? You can drop some bucks in the tip jar by donating at whatsupabq.com. And if you know about a local business or establishment that should be featured, or you own one yourself, drop us a line at abqwhatsup at gmail.com. Again, the website is whatsupabq.com, and the email is abqwhatsup at gmail.com. We've also got a few sponsorship spots open, so get in touch with us soon to reserve your business's time on the show. What's Up ABQ is produced by Lindsay and Ryan with post-production assistance from me, Paul Nixon, at paulnixonvo.com. Make sure and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Tell your friends about us, and thanks for listening.